And now, get ready for an exclusive look into the music industry with Behind the Mic host, Dylan Ingram. Your last taste of freedom, freedom Ain't scared of fighting for freedom, freedom Oh Lord, I'm thankful for Colors that don't run I'm proud of where I'm from Oh, that feels like What's up everyone? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Mic. I'm your host Dylan Ingram and I'm super pumped to have country music singer Peyton Howie with me today. Peyton, thanks for coming on. Hey Dylan, how's it going? Going good. What you been up to? Uh, you know, just playing shows. We've been on tour lately um, this summer and playing a lot of shows and uh, got some new music on the way. I'm headed out to Nashville this coming week uh, to record some new music. So being pretty busy, how have you been? Oh yeah, I've been busy too. Not not quite that busy on the road and all that, but you know, recording the shows and working some other jobs. So your sounds a little bit more interesting. You've got to see a lot of cool places, I'm sure. But yeah, I, I definitely feel you on the busy part. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no, you know what? It's like when you're doing something that you want to do and you're like trying to reach a goal, you know, everyone's busy. So yeah, I know the feeling. For sure. So if this is someone's very first time hearing of Peyton Howie, can you give us a quick elevator pitch of who you are? Yeah, I'm a country rock artist. Um, I spent a lot of my time out in Nashville and uh, Texas, split my time. And um, I'm just lucky enough to get to write and record songs that I that I feel and put them out there and get to get to play them for people all, all across the country. And it's um, been one heck of a ride so far and things are just getting started. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about it and I'm just grateful for everyone out there listening to my music. So you mentioned you split your time between Nashville and Texas and also read that you were originally from California and then moved to Texas. So when did you originally move to Texas and then from Texas, how did you kind of get plugged into that Nashville scene? Yeah, so I moved uh, from Texas, I would say almost, almost two and a half years ago, I would say. And uh, or I moved to, yeah, to Texas from California almost about two years ago. Um, and then I've had a place out in Nashville um, for a little bit now. I've been traveling out there just, you know, recording and working um, since I was about, I'd say, uh, 15, 16 years old. And I mean, you know, there's no better place to do country music out there, I guess. But it's like it's crazy because the Texas country music scene is is amazing, too, just as amazing. So uh, it's really cool getting to kind of have uh um, one foot in each world kind of thing. And I, I really like that. And the, the live music scene in Texas especially is crazy. Like people have just such a huge respect and appreciation for live music. So I love it. Well, that's definitely super cool that you get to see both. I know they're got some similarities to the music scene still really good, but there's also a lot of differences. So that's cool that you get to have that change of scenery like that. So I usually ask people how they first got into music and they usually tell me about how maybe their parents made them start music lessons or something in the early teens, but you got a lot earlier start than that. I read that not only did you start your music at a really young age, but you shared the stage with Carrie Underwood at the age of five. So how did all that come about and what do you remember about that experience? Yeah, so music's always been something that's been, you know, inside me and it's just kind of something that comes out just ex in an expressive way. And I love just getting to rock out with anyone and everybody. So um I've been doing it from a young age and just singing and uh, learning to play instruments. And I taught myself to play guitar. Um, and then when I was about five, my, my mom took me to my very first concert and um, it was Carrie Underwood concert. And we was kind of right after she had gotten off idol and she was out there singing lights were panning across the audience. 
she literally like stopped singing. She knelt down and she waved at me and she tells like the security guard or whatever, Hey, go grab that little girl. And so he brings me over uh, to the stage and puts me up on stage with her. And I remember that experience at my very first concert. It was kind of like really, it was really life changing because I remember getting to stand on the stage and feel like the music under my feet and just like looking out and seeing the faces of people all just coming together over this one thing. And um, I remember that kind of sparking that desire in me to, you know, be a musician and, and be like out there performing music and just doing that. And I'll never forget it. Wow. That's awesome. Especially at your first concert, such a young age. Yeah. I bet that was, like you said, life changing. So when did you decide that music was something that you wanted to pursue as a full-time career and put all your time and all your energy into? And was that a difficult decision to make? Or like you said, that just always been your passion and you really just had your sights on that and no other backup plan. Yeah, well, honestly, it was kind of a hard decision to make. I have played softball my entire life. And so uh, since I was five, I was playing softball. And um, my goal from that young age was, hey, I'm going to get a I'm going to get a college uh, scholarship to play softball and I'm going to pay for school, you know, playing ball and doing it that way. And um, I, you know, set my eyes on that goal, started going towards it. When I graduated high school, I got my scholarship uh, to play up in Colorado at a division two school. So it was like, pretty competitive and I was really looking forward to it and then at that same time I was also you know doing music and I just started writing original music and recording stuff and in my head I was like all right if I can do both if I can do everything that I want to do you know be a full-time student athlete and musician why not you know yeah. try it see if I can make it work and uh during my my first year playing on the team and uh, my first year in college it got to the point where I was like all right it's got to be one or the other like it just got too hectic and um, I obviously don't regret anything because I love getting to play music and yes, I, mean, I do miss softball is one of my, one of my first loves, but, um, it was definitely hard to like tell my parents, look, like I'm going to do this music thing. And they're like, Hey, so I finished, um, up all my classes online and I just got my degree. Um, so we're done with school. Got it, got it, got it in the bag. And then, uh, um, still doing music. So there you go. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on finishing out that scholarship. That was really cool. You played softball. I played baseball a lot growing up, too. I wasn't fortunate enough to be good enough to get a college scholarship for baseball. But, yeah, so that's really cool. I grew up with a lot of music as well and playing baseball. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. What position do you play? I was mainly pitcher and second base. I was swapped back and forth between those. I was second base a lot growing up and then in high school when I got there freshman year I was the only freshman pitcher because I was one of the few people that could throw a good curveball and so I didn't throw I didn't throw I didn't throw the hardest so I didn't oh, have like a go. lot of a lot of gas or a lot of heat on it but I had had the curve so that that, that was my thing all right so that's important though that's important as a little secret weapon after they would be used to seeing all the the flamethrowers that come in i'd have a little spin throw them off you know so there you go yeah nice. I, I definitely right. miss that too so my my college stuff with baseball and softball is playing some intramural softball that's what i get to do but go. that's still fun <laughs> that's a good time So we talked about in college is when you started doing those original songs and writing those. So 
Catch Flights, that was your first single, and that was released on streaming platforms. What was the process of writing and recording and releasing your first song? Like, you talked about you wrote a lot, but when you actually take it into the studio and record it, like, what was that experience like? And maybe what was surprising to you about that first time you stepped in the studio? Yeah, I mean, it's a, just a crazy experience to think that you can write something and go into the studio and have it, you know, most of the time when I write songs, it's just me and my guitar and a voice memo. And I just, you know, write it down, record it, whatever, come up with melodies and write it down and just uh, have it that way. And then we take it into the studio and it just turns into something, you know, just brings it to life almost having uh, such talented musicians, especially I do a lot of recording out in Nashville. And um, I remember my first time being in the studio, it was like, all right, this is how this goes. You know, you're in there and I mean, Obviously now I feel a lot more comfortable in the studio, but before, I mean, I remember being like, you know, these guys are like professionals, you know, whatnot. And, um, and it was also just a crazy experience to get to, to release a song for the first time and think like, I remember thinking back, like when I was really young, like, oh my gosh, it would just be the coolest thing to have a song out, like recorded and, and just for people to listen to. And now I'm like, I remember that and thinking about how crazy that would be. So it's just, I'm just grateful to have the opportunity to get to go into a studio and, uh, you know, bring songs to life, just whatever I'm writing down and stuff, just going out there and making it happen. But um, there's, I mean, there's nothing like it, you know? You said you were writing those songs in college and I'm sure you had more than one written. How did you decide that Catch Flights was going to be that first song that you recorded? So did you just get a feeling when you wrote that, like, hey, this is something special. I want to record and put that out or... How did you decide like that was going to be the first one you wanted to put out? Well, the crazy thing is I didn't write Catch Flights. A lot of the songs that I've written, every song I've written, uh, every song I've released, I've written except for Catch Flights. Catch Flights was decided it was going to be my first single. It was pitched to me by some writers out in Nashville, Zach and Allison Laughlin and Carrie Ann Jean and Kim Penns. And they were like super talented writers. And they have this whole array of songs. And they came to me and they're like, hey, we like, you know, we would like you to sing the song. It'd be super cool. So. I had heard of a F-150 was my very next song I released. So that was the first song that I was planning on releasing. And then with Catch Flights, you know, I was like, this song would just felt like an anthem. And I had uh, been in a time in my life where I was like breaking up with this dude who was like super controlling. And it just felt like that song was right. So I was like, just so grateful that they allowed me that opportunity to record that song and put it out as my debut single. And I just kind of got to go in there and kind of make it my own. And it was great. So being in the studio with that song, I felt, you know, really comfortable. And I was grateful to get to put that out at that time in my life, you know, and I feel like everyone, you know, it still applies today. You know, it applies to a lot of people, including myself. So I, I really like that, that one for sure. Yeah. So do you have a previous like relationship with those writers or did you get on their radar and they pitched that to you? So how, how'd that come about? Yeah. So they're, they're out in Nashville and, you know, I at the time was in California and um, they have relationships with managers and, uh, you know, agents that I've been working with at the time. And so it was really cool uh, that they knew people that were working with me. And so it just kind of came about that way, just kind of uh, relationships, if you will, friends of friends. In my So you, you mentioned F-150, and that was a song you released not too long after you said it was your second one. So I've heard you speak on that one being a vulnerable song since it was wrote 
um, as a way to cope with some stuff you had going on in your life. So what was special to you about that one? Yes, that was that was the first song I ever uh, wrote and recorded and put out like in its entirety. And um, it was just kind of about how everyone has that thing, you know, whenever, you know, life's got you down or you just got something on your mind, you got to go out and do whatever it is, like whether it's go out with your friends or like, you know, you're writing or whatever, you're going for a run. Like for me, it was like, I, I loved getting going off-road in my truck. So like I get in my truck and we go, we just like tear up a dirt field, whatever it was. And that was just my vibe. And so that's where I end up like writing that song. It was about uh, Christmas time. And I had some crazy things going on in life. And um, I just sat in my truck, wrote that song like 45 minutes. Um, and I just kind of kept it, kept it there with me. And then uh, decided, I was like, hey, I'm gonna record it, put it out. And it's insane because a lot of people, even to this day, like when I go out and I play shows or whatever, they're like, oh, F-150 is my favorite, you know? And it's just so crazy to think that like that song, just me sitting in my truck, just doing my own thing and ended up being that. So it was really cool. Yeah. So how would you say, if any, has your songwriting process changed from those early songs to what you're doing now? You mentioned that was like a quick 45 minute ride in your truck. Are you the type of writer that you'll sit down and kind of work it in your schedule? Be like, hey, OK, on Monday at 10 a.m., like I'm going to go in to a session. I'm not going to leave till I have a song written, whether it's good or not. Or are you the kind of one that just likes to sit back and just let something happen to you to where you're like, I got to write a song about that. So do you kind of go out and seek the inspiration and make yourself write, or do you wait till it kind of finds you? You know, honestly, I would say a little bit of both. It really depends. And I always thought it had to be like a set time, set scheduled thing or whatever. But I've realized like the best songs that um, that I've written or that some best songs that I've co-written have always been, you know, an idea that you heard a while back or an idea that you just came into your head while you were just like driving or in the shower or whatnot. You wrote it down in your notes and then you go into a write with somebody or you're sitting down to write by yourself and then you end up like, oh yeah, that one idea or that one little melody that I woke up in the middle of the night to, you know, stuff like that has been like, like I know my song Break My Own Heart off of my my debut EP. That was a, a chord progression that I had just had stuck in my head and the melody and, um, and then uh, one of my co-writers had like written this thing down like, uh, break my own heart kind of thing, breaking my own heart. And I had had that same idea. Like, um, like I, I wrote like, oh, I'm tired of breaking my own heart down in my notepad. And I, I just never went back to it. And then we sat down for a write and it just kind of was born, you know? Awesome. You, you mentioned it there. So your debut EP, Youngblood, recently passed a million streams across streaming platforms. Congratulations on that incredible Thank milestone. You. That's such such a big achievement. So how does it feel to know that your debut EP has gotten that much attention? Honestly, it's been kind of nuts to think about the fact that somebody wants to listen to my songs that many times. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's really crazy to think about. And I'm just I'm grateful for it. You know, because every single song on that. EP is a, a different part of me and a different part of uh, what I want to say to people or what I want to share with people and whether it's, you know, never go home, like, Hey, like we're going to have a good time. We're going to party no matter what anybody says, or it's, you know, country before me, like my appreciation for the women in country music, you know, any way you go, like that, that EP is very important to me. So I'm just so grateful that people want to listen to it that many times. Yeah. So how was that project different than 
the previous ones where you're just putting out singles? How how was it different to compile these together in an EP format, or was it different at all? Honestly, I mean, it wasn't entirely different. I do think it was really crazy to be like, wow, I get to put out a collection of songs. Um, and, you know, like I said, each song is very different. On the EP, it's very, uh, each one has a different meaning. So it's kind of cool to string those together and have it be a, a collection for people to listen to. It was different in that way and kind of keeping in mind, hey, these are going to be put out, kind of almost telling a story of uh, just different parts of, of my life or whatever. And so it was a little bit different in that way, but also at the same time, it's like each song could, I feel like could stand alone on its own. would you say is your personal favorite track off of that ep and why oh man <laughs> um, i know it's kind of like it's kind of like you're having to pick a favorite child i know literally i was just yeah. gonna say that it's exactly <laughs> like having to pick a favorite child i would definitely say break my own heart um ooh, yeah break my own heart would have to be the favorite which is really hard because i love every single song yeah, on the ep but break my own heart probably my favorite for sure so for someone who has never heard a song by Peyton Howie, how would you describe your sound to them? I would describe my sound as country rock, you know, um, like I take a lot of inspiration from Gretchen Wilson. I take inspiration from, you know, kind of like some young Miranda Lambert, like Gunpowder and Lead, um, a little bit of like, kind of like a, just a little bit kind of like a female Coetzel vibe almost, you know, kind of like, yeah, you know, rough and rowdy, you know, country music kind of thing. And, um, we like to have a good time, for sure. It's gonna take us all to keep it beating. I'm proud of our true American tradition. Patriotic to the core is how I'm living. They can't take your pride if you won't give it. A fight to my Your latest single, Keeper Breathing, was released back on June 24th of this year, 2022. What do you want people to know about that one? That's a really patriotic song. Uh, my great-grandfather served in World War II, and uh, I believe that our country was built on freedoms and traditions that um, he was out you know, fighting for and defending, and I know that he didn't go out there and do that just to have him taken from us, and so that's why I wrote that song, Keeper Breathing. Um, and the response has been amazing so far, so I'm grateful for it. So you're getting to do music full-time now. You mentioned, walked us through how you went to college to play softball and then decided that music is what you wanted to do. And even going back to little five-year-old Peyton who was on the stage with Carrie Underwood knowing that <laughs> that was something special and that was what you wanted to do. So overall, what would you say is your favorite part about getting to do music as a career? Uh, by far, my favorite part is getting to go out uh, on tour and, and meeting people, you know, meeting different people and uh, getting to go to states I've never been to and uh, getting to meet people that have maybe seen my stuff online or been like supportive on Spotify, stuff like that. It's really cool to get to meet people or share music with, uh, you know, maybe crowds that have never heard me and stuff like that. And it's just like every time I get to meet someone or be like, even sometimes getting to meet people that are like 
oh, hey, I love, I love this. And I'm, I'm nervous to start singing or I want to do music and stuff like that and get it done. Like, hey, like you could do it. Anyone could do it. Like you got this kind of thing. Um, that's always really fun to get to do that or just see people like getting down at shows and stuff like that. It's, it's the coolest thing by far is getting to uh, meet new people and engage with people at shows. Yeah, that's super awesome. So now going to go a little bit more lighthearted. Besides music, what are some of your other hobbies? You said you grew up playing softball. What, what's some other stuff that you still like enjoy doing? I mean, I like to go jet skiing. My family, we, they live on the lake. And so I like to go out, go on the boat, whatever, jet skis. And like, you know, we tear it up, me and my friends. Like we like to go out and have a good time and do do a lake day. We try to try to get at least one a month in for sure. Being a touring musician, you spend a lot of time on the road. You talked about getting to go to a lot of different states. So I'm sure you got to stop every so often for a gas station snack. So when you're traveling or just on vacation, what, what is your go-to <laughs> gas station snack? Go-to gas station snack. So if we're on the road and chances are I'm probably having to stay up late. So you know me, got to get the energy drink. I'm 100% addicted to energy drinks. So I'm not even going to lie. And then Skittles, top-notch, top-notch Skittles and energy drinks. There you go. Great combo right there. So if you had to choose a different profession besides music, what would it be? Different profession besides, you know, whew, I don't know if I could, you know, and that's always the thing yeah. that I've kind of thought is like, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't doing music. I mean, I probably, I probably have to do something in the industry in some way, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I mean, if I wasn't doing this thing, getting to write and record my own songs and whatnot, I, I know I'd probably I'd probably go find someone to sing with or I don't know, maybe maybe I don't know, start like a, a band or something. <laughs> I don't know, do something kind of like that. But it's like there's no way I can imagine doing anything else. You know, um, I can't imagine, you know, not getting to be in the studio creating and getting to put it out and uh, getting to hear people and how they relate to the songs that I'm putting out. I can't honestly picture myself doing anything else. So since you've been touring and everything, you've gotten to play a lot of different places, a lot of different venues. But what's, would you say, is a venue that's on your bucket list? Somewhere that you hadn't played before, but it's like top, like your dream venue. Where where would that be? Man, you know, I always, um, I always envision like getting to step into the circle at the Opry, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think my like Opry debut is one thing that is like, bucket list item right there so definitely the grand old opry and do you have anything new in the works that you're able to discuss as far as new music or what you've got going on right now yeah i got some new music i'm actually going to be in the studio uh in like three days going into the studio recording some new music and then i have a music video uh for one of the past songs that i've released coming out very very soon so i'm really excited about that and of course we got a tour coming up in the fall so we're going to be hitting a lot of new states uh this fall so for people to keep up with all of those things, the, the new music, the new music videos, the tour, what's the best way for fans to engage with you and get updates about when new music is coming and all that other stuff that you got going on? Yeah, um, definitely my website, PeytonHowie.com, P-A-Y-T-O-N. And um, it's really cool to, I have my merch on there. I got tour, I got uh, music, everything coming out, latest news, all that good stuff. But I also got Instagram, Facebook whatever it is, TikTok, everything that anybody could be looking for. I got it on there and um, I always tr try to keep people up to date with what's going on. And um, especially when the tour comes, because we're hitting a ton of new states. So I can't wait to meet a bunch of new people. Yeah. So make sure to stay updated with Peyton Howie, everything she's got going on. We'll link, we'll link her social media down in the show bio and we'll tag you here on these promotional updates when we get it. But Peyton, thanks again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, Dylan. That was Behind the Mic with Dylan Ingram. Make sure to stay tuned for future episodes. Granddad lost
between jail.